Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, January the 28th, 2024. This service was recorded on January the 21st, third Sunday after Epiphany. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Pastor Wade Reddy. Thank you to Canon Marilyn Streeper for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Will you join with me? Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We continue our service on page 213 in the front of your hymnal with the Kyrie. join with me in the prayer of the day as it's printed in your bulletin insert for this third Sunday after Epiphany. Almighty God, by grace alone you call us and accept us in your service. Strengthen us by your spirit and make us worthy of your call. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading is from the prophet Jonah the third chapter, I read the preface. The book of Jonah is a comedy of stirring a reluctant prophet who is given one sentence message. Nineveh will be destroyed in 40 days. Much to Jonah's dismay, the people of Nineveh repent. The point of the story is to get the reader to wrestle with the question, on whom should God have mercy? The reading. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up and go to Nineveh, 
that great city and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. And Jonah began to go into the city, going for a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on a sackcloth. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. Word of life, word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Our psalm is Psalm 62. You'll find this printed in the second page of your bulletin insert. I'll read the light print if you'll read the bold. For God alone I wait in silence. Truly my hope is in God. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold, so that I shall never be shaken. In God is my deliverance and my honor. God is my strong rock and my refuge. Those of high degree are but a fleeting breath. Those of low estate cannot be trusted. Place on the scales together, they weigh even less than a breath. No trust in extortion, nor do you take no empty pride. O wealth increase, set not your heart upon it. God has spoken once, twice. Have I heard it? That power belongs to God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever, world without end. Amen. Our second reading is taken from Paul's letter to Corneth in his first letter, chapter 7, starting at the 29th verse. Brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives as though they have none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they, did, they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We continue with the gospel acclamation, and you'll find this in your hymnal on page 260. I invite the congregation to please rise. According to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the gospel. Now, after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee 
proclaiming the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending nets. Immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you were confirmants, I would give a title to this message. That God comes to us. God comes to us. To us. We don't go to God. In many ways, we run from God. But God is still and ever present and comes. Sometimes, in un- us just being totally unaware, God surrounds us with His love. Now, we didn't have church last Sunday, but if we did, we would have read the Old Testament uh, text about young Samuel. He was under the guidance of uh, his spiritual father, Eli, and uh, he had heard in the middle of the night his name, Samuel, Samuel, and he got up thinking it was Eli and went to him and said, Master, here I am, and Eli would share with Samuel, I didn't call you. Must have been something you ate last night. Head back to bed. No, I added that. You shouldn't do that. Don't add anything to the scriptures. What's interesting is in that little story, it is God who is calling. It is God who is calling. Samuel, Samuel. And Eli, in being wise, although he didn't raise his sons very well, He knew that it was God calling. And so he said, when God calls, we have to give a response. And so I want you to say this. Lord, your servant is listening. Speak. God's calling requires a response in this story. For God is persistent. In last week's gospel, Jesus comes to Philip. And he simply says to Philip... Follow me. That's all that Jesus says. And Philip is amazed because he sees something in this Jesus. And it is the Holy Spirit that has sparked for him that this is the Messiah that the prophets of old have been speaking about. And he goes and he shares with Nathaniel. And Nathaniel goes, Philip, you are crazy. What are you talking about? What good comes out of Nazareth? Who is this Jesus? And the story kind of just stops there. But then it goes on, and Jesus comes to Nathanael and shares something that only Nathanael would know. No one else. God who sees. God who is always present. And Nathanael... Believes. 
Again, Jesus comes and invites Philip and Nathaniel to see greater things. And they do. Things about the kingdom of God. Things that just don't add up in this world. And here in today's gospel is another God citing a calling and an invitation. Jesus comes to the Gentiles. He comes to Galilee and he's sharing the news, the good news of God. You know, John the Baptist said, Repent, for the time is coming. Be ready. And Jesus, and we heard that John had been arrested in the gospel, and we know what's coming for John the Baptist. Head on a platter. And Jesus is sharing the kingdom of God is being fulfilled. Repent. The same message. And he adds one more invitation. Believe. Believe this good news. And while sharing the kingdom of God has come, Jesus then comes to Simon and to Andrew. More fishermen. More fishermen. And he says, follow me. And then he goes a little bit further, like Jack is making his way across the sanctuary and calls to James and to John, follow me, more fishermen. In all of these cases, God comes near, God speaks, and God invites each one. I'm here to share with you that God comes to you. And God came to you in a very powerful way in your baptism. And many of us don't remember the day that we were baptized. Some of us do. And God was there. We don't understand. It's called faith. But in Matthew, Jesus says, before he leaves, as we have this beautiful ascension stained glass in the back of our sanctuary, go therefore baptizing the nations, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And remember, I'm with you to the end of the age. And so we baptize. And this is just a fun number. We've baptized, in the time that I've been with you, 87 people at this baptismal font in nine years. And something is going on. We baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We put oil on their foreheads. We mark them with the cross. And we say you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Something changes. If you have not had that opportunity to be baptized, come and see me. We'll do it. I want you to be baptized. If you, if you don't think you've ever been baptized, come and talk to me. It is a powerful, powerful gift from God. And we have this beautiful banner that Becky Stanowski, then Becky Bowman, put together. And the banner says, today God spoke my name, Wade, Wade, Deb, Deb, Karsten, Karsten. God speaks our name and invites us to come.
And I know I'm talking to the choir because here you are. You're coming and you are experiencing God's kingdom. And as you walk out the door, you see God's kingdom at work out in the world. The wonderful things that God is up to. The thing is, is are we listening? Are we seeing these wonderful things that God is doing? We see all the terrible stuff in the world. I think of our dear friend, Britt Smith, and the things that he has to encounter, and we're so thankful for his leadership in law enforcement. But there's goodness too. And Britt, I thank God for you that you come and you're a giant. A gentle, wonderful, loving person who sees the person, whether they are being arrested There is goodness here. And I know that he sees the goodness beyond the ugliness in this world. There's evil all around us. The good news of God comes to us, inviting us to see the gift of eternal life today. We don't have to wait for it tomorrow. To turn from ourselves to for our reliance on our sinful ways. We are invited to surrender in order to receive, to go ahead and let go of those nets, whatever it is that you're hanging on to. When we surrender, when we open our hands up, as we will in receiving the host, we then can receive. Notice how close the hands are to the heart, for that's where the gift of faith, that's where God is working, not up here. It makes no sense. That we follow God who loves us, who is willing to die on a cross, it makes no sense. But it does. For God loves us so much, he was willing to bear the sins of the world with his hands and die for us. And go to a place that God doesn't go. But to Shiloh hell for three days and then rises so that we can have the gift of eternal life world without sin I look forward to the day of once again dining at the Lord's table with my father with my sister with those who have gone beyond who have died in faith We have this but span of life and God loves us and calls us by name and wants us to go out. It would be easy to hunker down and and shelter in our homes and try to protect ourselves. No, that's not what God wants. God wants us to go out in the world. Remember, Jesus said, follow me. And where did it lead the disciples? It led them and us to eternal life. No one said this life is easy. I give thanks for Wayne Zion. As we prepare and and get to um, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, but also Ash Wednesday, we're going to be taking a journey on our faith. I want to thank Judy Weirs and and Jim Weirs, who are going to be sharing why their faith is important to them with our conference in March. I'm looking for someone for February 10th. I haven't found you yet. 
But if there's someone who would like to share why is your faith important to you, and I know you overachievers, if you've done it already, put your hand down. I need people who are here where our conferments see you. And Judy, I'll tell you this, you're going you're gonna to have some instant friends. They're going to be following you and they're going to come up to you. It'll be a wonderful thing. She says, Pastor, what can I share? I said, you're the only one who can answer that question. Why is your faith important to you? Why do you come to church? Because God loves you. But Judy will have a much better answer. The Holy Spirit is our guide for our faith in Jesus Christ. We can't do it ourselves. And so let me just end with this. When we were baptized, we received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Can you believe that Christ and the Holy Spirit, God in and amongst us, takes up residence in this temple and is drawing us to a life eternal? Follow me. Let go of those nets. Those disciples were nuts. They dropped it. They left Zebedee, dad, in the boat with the other hired hands. They went. I invite you to go. This epiphany as we make our way to Ash Wednesday and into the wilderness of Lent, let us see our faith that is sparked by the Holy Spirit in each of us. Will you come and follow me, your pastor, as we make our way into the gift of faith, the gospel of our Lord. Praise be to God. Let us sing, O Master, let me walk with you. 8.18 page 217 in the front of your hymnal. Let us share the affirmation of our faith as we find it in the Apostles' Creed. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. may be seated. As we celebrate Christ embodied in human form, we pray for God's blessing on the church, the world, and all of creation. You'll find the prayers of intercessions on the back side of your celebrate insert. God, our rock and deliverance, do not let your church be shaken. We trust you never abandon your promises to the most vulnerable among us. 
Give your church wisdom and empathy in its various ministries. God of grace. God, our hope and refuge. You place the fish of the sea. You guide our care of the oceans and all the creatures that live in them. Hold us accountable for our actions that endanger water resources or sources and the people who depend upon them. Grace, God of grace. God who proclaims judgment and offers mercy, be a model to the leaders of our nation and our world and to our law enforcement and Brit and his staff as they lead and may they follow in your way of justice and truth. God of grace. God who cares for the suffering, care for the survivors of assault and sexual abuse and sustain all who minister to them. Keep safe any who live under threat of violence, those living in poverty, and any among us who are ill, struggling in pain. We lift before you the healing mercies for Cheryl and Lisa, Pauline and Sharon, Ray and Linda, Teresa, Kalinda, Sandy, Dick, and Mary, Lynette, and Samantha, Marcy. And Lord, we remember the family of Adam, McWhorter, following his death, and others that we name in our hearts known to you, O Lord, who suffer. And Lord, we ask that you provide protection around Ben and Trevor and Dustin Spencer who serve in the armed forces. God of grace, God of the resurrection and new life, as the first disciple shared the good news, empower us and this faith community, Wayne Zion Lutheran Church, to be open to your call, to drop our nets, to surrender our hearts, to listen with our hearts when we are uncertain of your call. Assure us, O Lord, and when we have strayed from your ways, redirect us, God of grace. God who holds the saints against your tender bosom, we trust you welcome them into your care. Comfort those who grieve their loss, even as we place our hope in your salvation, God of grace. Knowing the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, we offer these prayers and the silent prayers of our hearts in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering, and Connor, I need you. Would you grab the bucket and lead us in the noisy coin offering? Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts towards those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care, and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We continue with the great thanksgiving. You'll find this printed in your bulletin. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Will you join with me? Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. 
Again, after supper, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And so you may be seated. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this healing power, this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift and faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let us go in peace. You are God's beloved, but I'm going to invite you to go ahead and stay. And let me just offer this prayer. Almighty God, grant that your holy word, which has been proclaimed this day, may enter into our hearts through your grace, that it may produce in us fruit of the Spirit for witness and service in the world, and to praise and to honor your name through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, Number A-729734, all rights reserved.